FM. I am your real fan. Listening to Capital FM is my habit. In fact, my day starts with your station. My lovely favorite radio. You know, guys, you're the best. This is Capital FM, Moscow, 105.3. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. Uh, I am Alan Moore, as you know. I will be your Yoda, if you will, and I will bring you the way of radio sports, the best radio sports show in Europe. And folks, you're up for a treat tonight, as well as the best news, views, reviews, previews and interviews. I'll never get tired of that one. We also have another superb giveaway. More of that at the start of part two. So, what's on the slate for tonight? Well, let's just say it's simple. Everything you've ever wanted to know about sports, and we're just a bit too shy to ask. Well, we have English and Russian uh, Premier League football, boxing from the Urals, another outbreak of, well, let's just say stupidity from Man United fans. We have a little bit about Mo Salah. We have Alex B's sports take from North America. We have Andy Max tips. So little to tell and so much time, or maybe vice versa, we'll see about that. We also have a little bit of a Vuelta update, a big, big day today in the second stage of cycling. The Vuelta, of course, is the cycling tour Spain to you and to me. Uh, we'll have a sneaky picky of the US Open tennis, which starts tomorrow. And um, we have some breaking news that's very, very interesting for Spartak Moscow fans. Plus, ice hockey is back with the mayor of Moscow, Cup. Uh, shortly, we're going to discuss Russian English football with Mr. Andrew Flint. In part two, we have a scoop with Phil Gold's Eslam Magdi. And in part three, we'll touch base with Alex B and Andy Mack. However, before we do, the man on my right, Double N, he has our news roundup. All right, good evening. We start here in Russia, where it was a pretty good weekend for Moscow teams. Dynamo Moscow went away in Saransk against Premier League Virgin Stambol. Lokomotiv couldn't hold on to their lead but still came away with a point after a 1-1 draw in Krasnodar. CSKA today had Ahmad Grozny in Moscow and it finished 3-0 for the home team. A short time ago, Spartak came back from 1-0 in Samara against Krylo Sovetov. The final result was 2-1 for Spartak. However, talking, the talking point for the weekend was Zenit's defeat in Bashkirkastan when they lost 1-0 to Ufa. That loss was a, and the draw in Krasnodar has put Krasnodar top, Spartak second, and Rostov is taking the third spot. Dynamo are in the 10th place with 8 points. In England, Aston Villa shocked Everton on Friday to get their first Premier League points with a 2-0 win, though that shock paled when Manchester United were crushed 2-1 by Crystal Palace at the Theatre of Nightmares. Made all the worse by Marcus Rashford missing a penalty. Yeah, wow. okay, yeah, I know, I mean, that was just was disgraceful. What happened afterwards, we'll discuss with uh, Andrew Flint. Yet again, another, um, let's just say, whipping boy for United fans, you know, after, um, what was it, uh, Pogba, Pogba last week? Yeah. Pogba, yeah, so, okay, well, okay, sorry, go ahead. All right, Chelsea had a tough day in Norwich, but hate figure from just a week ago, Tammy Abraham, was a hero with the first and the third goals in a 3-2 win. Watford's pointless season continues after the 3-1 hole loss against West Ham. Though, game of the weekend, without a doubt, was Liverpool and Arsenal. If you don't know the result, <laughs> close your ears. If you are an Arsenal fan, just like me, the same. <laughs> Liverpool were in Paris in a 3-1 win at Anfield. Marcela converting a penalty he won for his second goal of the match. Earlier today, Man City were on the south coast. 
and they came away with three three one win. And less than an hour ago, Spurs uh, lost a match for New- to Newcastle one nil. A uh, quick recap on Europe. Spartak were unlucky to lose 1-0 in Portugal against Braga in the first leg of the Europa League playoff, while Krasnodar were destroyed 4-0 by Olympiakos in Greece. As we said last week, Krasnodar are assured of a Europa League group stage spot, though a place in the Champions League group round was the holy grail. In Germany, Borussia Dortmund won 3-1 away in Cologne on Friday. England's Jadon Sancho equalized for Borussia in that one. Bayern Munich had an easy 3-0 win against Schalke in Gelsenkirchen yesterday. Today, one of the expected title contenders, Red Bull Leipzig, hosted Eintracht Frankfurt, and it ended 2-1 for the home team. Meanwhile, the pain in Spain is falling squarely on Real Madrid as they stumbled to a 1-1 draw at home with Valladolid. Two important games on today, with Atletico Madrid kicking off shortly in the second half, Away to Leganes. We'll keep you updated with uh, with the scores on that one. Yeah, that one is actually nil nil right now. The second half has just started. Nazar, yeah. just started nil nil. So it's like goalless now, and we'll keep you updated. And as we go off air at 10 p.m., Barcelona have Real Betis in the Camp Nou. The warm-up matches continue for the Rugby World Cup oh, in Japan, no. where of course Russia will take part. Two big results yesterday: Scotland beat France 17-14 in in Edinburgh, while Ireland in London lost. Yeah, we lost badly. Ten tries conceded, 57-15, just embarrassing. Was it bad? Terrible. Oh, it was as bad as your team yesterday. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it felt a little bit the same. <laughs> I feel you. Finally, you know that Canadian saying you told me about before? Which one is that? I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the Tractor Chalevin's Hockey Arena last night, lots of fights took place, and the top of the bill was Sergei Kolev defending his WBO light heavyweight title against unbeaten Anthony Yard of the UK. The UK fighter had his moments, but was outclassed and stopped while trailing on all scorecards in the 11th round. It's day two of wealth in Spain. Ireland's Nicolas Rouge took the red shirt, and there were three Russians, but one of which, who is Sergei Chernesky, was in the top 50. A little behind him was Pavel Kozhetkov, and finally... On 111th spot is Vyacheslav Kuznetsov. So back to you, Alan. Okay, thank you very much. Of course, uh, the fights, of course, took place last night. Um, a friend of the show, Danny uh, Armstrong, was out at them. And of course, you know, Kovalev, you know, it was kind of... The fights were... It was being hyped everywhere, especially in the English media. Yeah, most of the build-up in English media anyway was about fair play and fear of traveling to Russia. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. And as we as we know, uh, he's also a color color. Yeah, he's so, a yeah. colored fighter, of course. And uh, well, you know, Yard like he was. It was probably a year too early for him, um, but he did well. He stood to a lot of punishment. And I mean, you know, Kovalev is called the crusher for a reason because he's very, very good and he's a concussive puncher. Um, on the terms of like people are thinking that it's going to be very difficult, the result or was fixed. Can't say that because um, Alexei Papin, one the kind of like a home favourite, was beaten uh, at home um, by Ilunga Makabu, who's who's I think he's Congolese but based in, in South Africa. So I mean, it's a good one win for for an away fighter. Okay, we'll go straight away across to the phones out to two men to our man, Mr. Andrew Flint. And you can you hear us? I certainly can, guys. How are you? Great. So we're going to start off good and hard. Uh, Zenit slip up. 
They're back now uh, trailing, trailing in the league after looking like they're going to run away. They're back in fifth place. Um, on the same points, of course, as Krasnodar, Spartak, Rostov and Lokomotiv. Um, how bad was that loss in Ufa? Well, I mean, the the result of it is is a big shock, um, and it's it's not going to hurt them over the long run. But they've got to pick themselves up pretty quickly. I think it's not. A... Andrew, can you hear us? Okay, we'll try to get Andrew back right there. Of course, that was a one-nil uh, loss out in Ufa. It was a terrible, terrible result for them because I mean, going on what to go or how they're playing this season, they are just absolutely awesome. But you know, that's the way it goes. Okay, Sparkers, as we know, they they are now in second place with that, uh, just ahead, nipped ahead of Rostov's Lokomotiv around fourteen points. But again, it's early days, only seven games played in the season. Uh, Andrew, you're back with us. Okay, so uh, a bad loss for Zenit. It was it was something that none of us expected. No, it certainly wasn't expected. Um, the goal was very well taken by Daniel Foreman, um, but it did expose some gaps in Zanit's defence. They've got to tighten that up. Um, but I think it's a good exercise to improve their their mental strength. They've got to overcome a bit of adversity. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't alarm bells not yet. But they must come back from this pretty soon. Okay, looking at uh, the uh, Champions League playoffs, so Krasnodar they, they were absolutely well, you know. Andrei Kovalev would call it crushing them. They were crushed away from home. Um, there's no way back for them, is there? I think even for Krasadar's miracle workers, this is a very, very tall order. I honestly would have said if it had been 2-0, I would have said there's a chance, but four goals at home. Uh, and Well, I say a minimum of four goals at home, because uh, if the Indyark is getting away goal, then it's just almost impossible. I think it's just too much. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. We've seen more than four goal comebacks in, in playoff ties in Champions League football in the past so it's not impossible um, but I think it is a step too far Yeah, they're not they're not exactly Spurs or Liverpool down there on the south coast on the back seat um, Spartak lost 1-0 away uh, they're hanging on to that dream of getting into the group stages but um, you know they're, they're fighting on two fronts now they they you know they, they don't have a great squad so do you think maybe they'll say okay look we'll do our best at home but they're going to try and concentrate on getting the, the Premier League back in, in, uh, in the Akurti Arena. I, I definitely think they're going to focus on getting to the group stage. I think they will need it because it'll be, be an embarrassment for one. Also, the momentum of the team is so good. I mean, tonight's result, it would, they have to fight and they really show their quality at the end. Um, uh, substitutions work well. Dillington uh, and think on a made of and I just think they need European football. They're too good for club to just focus on the league. And I think they can do that. Okay. Um, this is, okay, across to England, uh, we had that a week ago when Pogba missed a penalty. It was quite nasty. And I mean, he's tweeted up about like that, like his, his parents kind of broke the back of racism and uh, made a life for him. It happened again with uh, Rashford, though it did seem kind of an isolated, um, no-name account on Twitter tweeting this out. Um, it hasn't gone away, has it, this whole issue of racism? It certainly hasn't, and I've mentioned this before, I think social media has to step up, um, because it's the faceless nature of it. That's why people feel emboldened by what they see as a free reign to say whatever they want. And they, fortunately, Twitter have actually met with Manchester United over this issue in the last couple of days. And they've announced that they will be following the 50 most high-profile black footballers. 
and they will be more proactive about it because basically so far they've only acted when uh, posts have been reported to them and they've sat back and waited for a report to come in um, but even then they've not been desperately efficient now they're at least making a step in the right direction so I hope it will be the start of a well, an improved atmosphere on social media, but uh, I'm not going to hold my breath. Okay, no, that, that is a good point. Um, finally, before we go, the Champions League and Europa League draws are on this week. Um, Champions League, I mean, uh, Zenit and, and Lokomotiv are already through the group stages, as we know. Uh, Krasnodar are, are, will be there as well. Um, but, well, the Europa League group, I should say, probably this stage. Um, Zenit, I mean, they, they, they look quite you know, good enough to do well in the Champions League this season, but we spoke before um, with Ivan Zhitkov from Sports Daily in St. Petersburg, and he said that you know, they need to try and get out of the group this season, but looking at how they're going this season, they're not that uh, consistent, are they? No, they're not, and it is a mild concern when we're coming up to September when the group stages will kick off. Um, they have the squad, they should be able to cope but so far they are, like you say, being inconsistent. And we expect a lot of goals from Zanit permanently because uh, the partnership between um, Serdar Azmoun and um, Archon Zuba is an extremely powerful one, but they, they're not, Zuba is scoring, Azmoun is, is not quite firing in all zones yet, and they need both to be on form to compete in the Champions League. Um, it's, it's a big ask for them to step up to that because they've not produced at top level in Europe for quite some time now. Okay, listen, Andrew, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to get back to you, of course, next week and have a, a bit of a longer chat. So, listen, have a great week and we'll talk to you next Sunday. Great. Okay, so that was Andrew Fint, of course, uh, out in Tumen, our man Tumen. We're going to go straight into the break right now. But first, before we do, we to thank the lovely Paulina for bringing us in water today from our neighbours in Timidim. So thank you very, very much for, for looking after us because we were sweating before we went on air. Because it's a hard show to put out because, of course, it's a sports show, but we have lots of fun. So we're going to the break right now with a bit of Sigala, Ella Air, Megan Trainer, and French Montana, which just got paid back after the break. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore. I should grow up someday, cause I got bills to pay. I can't be waking up at someone else's place. I know I drink too much, can't pay my rent this month. I should be saving up, but I just got.
like to party. Don't cause trouble, don't bother nobody. Lottie Dottie, walk up in the party. Sports bra, sports car drive. Show up, show out. Bow in, bow out. Go in, go out. So rock, we pull out. I got more diamonds. Ladies be the finest. Crush grapes, we don't do the wine. Crush dinner, top spinner. Coop mean, front griller. Got paid, hop the G5 faded. Rope chain, shell toes. Wave you like a sailboat. When you hit a hand, there you go. Montana with the funky sound. Cigala got the London sound. I should blow up, they say. Stuck in my glory days. I know there's nothing wrong. It's just a passing phase. And when I've had my fun, I swear I'll be someone. I know that day will come. get found out that they're oh. going to get a 10 match ban so well, I mean it's going to be we can't yeah oh, so oh. Move back right now. <laughs> okay right sorry we're just having a little bit of chat off there about some issues uh, okay we'll come back to that right. some other time right uh, so enough about bans and matches and so on but one match is coming up this week it's uh, I think it's on tomorrow actually is Maria Sharapova facing off against Serena Williams, the lady who she, well, let's just say she doesn't have a great amount of time for. Uh, Serena, of course, had accusations against Maria calling her a choker, and of course Maria was calling her a homewrecker. So, of course, Serena, she is number eight in the world, uh, or actually number eight in an eight seed, and Maria is number 87. Now, there's 10 Russian ladies in the women's draw, or the ladies' singles. Um, Ray, quite a few of them from Moscow, actually, like uh, Anna Blinkova. Now, she's 21 in September. She is playing the number one seed, Naomi Osaka, who is actually, I think, the one of the most... Um, the richest female tennis players or richest female athletes in the world, Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Yeah. So the defending champion. So like a terrific player. We all remember what Serena Williams said to her, of course. Um, so uh, so she's up against her. Um, Anna is ranked number 82 in the world. Now there's a few other play- players that we know. Daria Katatkina, who is a friend of the show, she's ranked number 40. She is up against... Australia or British, I don't know. Joanna Conte, number 16 seed. Um, Venus Williams is still playing as well. She's playing a Chinese player, Zheng, in the first round. Uh, Anna Kalinitskaya, who is from Moscow. She's ranked 126 in the world. She's up against number 11 American, Sloane Stevens. And, of course, there's a Belarusian battle, just for our Belarusian listeners. Number 9, Savalenka. She's playing against Vika Azarenka, Azarenka, former Grand Slam winner herself. Um, and so it's going to be quite interesting so 10 Russian female players not a single one in the top 32 in the top seeds however it's slightly different in the men's singles why do you think that is? yeah like um, we all know how the 
how the history was, so it doesn't really require a lot of ratings to make some surprises some at that time. So. I know, sometimes, yeah, yeah. you're right. So. Especially in the women's section, they could be on. Now, we'll ask Andy Mack who is his tip for the top. Uh, number five seed in the men's is Mr. Medvedev here uh, from, uh, the, from, from Moscow, of course. Uh, he's never been past the fourth round in a Grand Slam, so he has a chance. If he does get through uh, the fourth round, he could be up against, I think it's against Djokovic in the quarterfinals. So that'll be a tough one for him. Uh, Kirill Kachanov, of course, another Moscovite of Armenian descent. He is the number nine seed. Uh, Andrew Rublev, another Moscovite. He's up against Tsitsipas from uh, Greece. He's number eight seed. And Yevgeny Donskoy. He is playing, he qualified, and he's against number 12 seed from Croatia, Borna Choric. So, Four Russian men doing quite well, ten Russian women. Of course, there's two other Russian women who were, let's just say, one went to Australia for a big fee and another went to Kazakhstan for the same, but less said about that, the better. Now, um, we all know who is one of the, the poster boys for just being a great guy uh, in English football. We all know it's Mo Salah. Of course, we all know he's from Egypt as well. He was here in the last World Cup. He didn't have the best of times in Russia, but... He's having a great uh, spell, especially against Arsenal yesterday. That penalty was a definite <laughs> penalty against Sideshow Bob Louise. Yeah, like, I mean, that, was, that was terrible. So, to ask about Mr. Mo Salah, we are going to go across to Cairo to Eslam Magdi. He is the senior editor with Phil Goals. So, uh, Eslam, can you hear us? Eslam, can you hear us? Let him clear. No, we're going to try and get him back. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, you hear us? Yeah, you hear us? Yeah, Brilliant! Yeah. Okay, you were probably, I, I was figuring there in the lovely, in the warmth of Cairo, you were just chilling out waiting for us to call you. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, uh, it's a pleasure, always a pleasure to you. That's great. Listen, um, we're not going to give our big scoop yet, but tell us a little bit about Mo Salah, because he, of course, is, is a hero in Liverpool. Uh, an idol in Liverpool, but in Egypt he means something even more than that, doesn't he? Uh, in Egypt he, he was, like you know, a, a big idol and figure uh, to, to the Egyptian. He is the only player who uh, play, wins the Champions League, actually playing to uh, the Champions League final. Uh, yes, he, he, he in, in Liverpool he is uh, uh, and his uh, hero, you know. He is a big hero in Liverpool, a big hero in Egypt. But, you know, with the national team, he can't deliver the same attitude, the same character, the same uh, qualities with, with uh, the Egyptian national team. Yes, he is one of the top uh, uh, goal scorers in the history of the Egyptian national team. But, uh, for real, the, you know, we, we, we lack for the, the character that can lead the national team. The captain, you know, but we don't have a captain in the Egyptian national team. And even Ahmed Mohammadi uh, wore the, the, the band for, uh, to, to be the captain because he is the oldest and uh, the, the eldest player, uh, most capped players in the, in the current national team. We, we don't have a leader and we were looking up to, to have a leader in Muhammad Salah. Maybe he needs some time to be that leader. Because he's still, uh, Islam, he's still quite young. I mean, he's, he's only going to be, what, 30 uh, when the Qatar World Cup comes around. Um, of course, you start off the next campaign for the African Nation, uh, Cup of Nations in November. But the most recent one, which we covered here on Capital Sports, was in Egypt. But it was a big disappointment for the, for the home team. Yes. Yeah. Islam, can you hear us? 
We just try to get Eslan back on the line right now. So Nazar's going to work that. Of course, we know that uh, they went out 1 0 in the quarterfinals against Saudi Arabia. There was a lot of scandal and um, bad blood around the team as well. So it was quite a difficult time for the Egyptian national team. But like finger, fingers crossed, uh, they'll pull it back together. So, uh, Eslan, uh, I just explained that you lost in the quarterfinals 1 0 to South Africa. Um, how devastating was that for, for, for the nation? If you remember when we talked before the World Cup and I was full of enthusiasm, uh, full of hope and we talked a lot about uh, the national team and uh, how we look up to, to, to doing a great World Cup but all went wrong in the World Cup. Players weren't that responsible in the national if it wasn't that responsible, uh, it all went bad and we were 31 uh, national team in, in a competition that have uh, 32 uh, national teams competing. And in Africa, Cup Nations, the same attitudes, same uh, players, same mistakes. Uh, players who didn't deserve to be in the national team were there and there was a player that accused in the section harassment and players that uh, stood by his side. One of them was Muhammad Salah who asked to give him a second chance that led to his uh, he, he was dismissed from the national team and he was get ba- getting back to the national team again so all that affected the national team and if you can imagine we, we only uh, conceded one goal that one goal led to uh, led us to, to get out from uh, round of 16 exactly. well that's it because I looked at the group stage and you were very very strong and then against South Africa who you know were are always a decent side but Egypt in terms of the uh, talent at, at the disposal, should have won easily. Um, do you think maybe the change needs to start at the top of the Egyptian FA? Yeah, it, it, it already started at the top of the FA, and we all of um, all of them was uh, was uh, all of them were uh, have resigned from their positions. Uh, we have a new FA now, right now. It's a committee that will run the FA until 20, uh, 2021. Uh, we, we, we are uh, rearranging uh, the, the Egyptian football again. We have, uh, you know, like some, some league or some committee to, to run the competition. So we, we will have rearranged the Egyptian football again from zero, you know. Okay, so from zero. And right now you have no national coach, is that correct? Yeah, we, we don't have a national coach right now. And do you think that, you know, w- w- will they try to bring in a foreign specialist or ca- is there somebody within Egypt who might be promoted to get that national job and to restore some pride and some fight into the Egyptian team? Right now, I guess uh, all, all, all that the nation wants to, to, to have a, a national manager, not, uh, not a European one like, uh, or international one like the, the other versions, you know, uh, Javier Aguirre, Hector Kuber, uh, Bradley. Uh, now we will go to maybe Hossam Badrin or Hossam Hassan, uh, our, our historical uh, uh, center forward. He's, uh, uh, he's the coach right now. Uh, maybe um, Ihab Galal, he is a, right, a, a, a good coach in, in uh, the Egyptian Berman League. So they are reviewing their options because they have some time uh, till there's the next uh, playing ticket qualification for Africa, next Africa nation. Okay. Um, listen, uh, before we let you go, uh, Islam, you have some news about a former Spartak fan favourite, the former manager of uh, FC Spartak Moscow, don't you? 
Uh, yeah, Mr. Massimo Carrera. He 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 was one of the coaches as uh, is nominated to to coach Al Ahli in uh, Ahli Sporting Club in Egypt. He is uh, you know he he was working with Antonio Conte and he had a great success with Spartak Moscow. So he's one of the the the, the choices that Ahli had uh, to to appoint in the, in their uh, vacant uh, coach uh, seat. And how close, uh, how many candidates are there up for that job right now? So is it the final two, final three? How many people is he up against? You know, yeah, no, no, right now there is not exact number because Ali in the first were revising uh, like 30 CVs for, for the coaches to, to choose five from them. But till now there is nothing uh, sure, nothing uh, clear from Ali because, you know, Ali is uh, the, the, the greatest club in, in, in Africa. Uh, number one in, in terms of uh, the, the international uh, 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 titles and the national titles. So, you know, they, they are taking them sometime because they have to choose right. They cannot change a manager every two or three months. So they have to choose. They have the old time to, to choose a new coach. Okay, that is good. So we might see Massimo down uh, coaching beside the pyramids or we might not. Uh, but you know, Massimo is, is, is a good coach, and uh, surely if, if he came to Egypt, he will he will do a great job. Uh, you know, um, in Egypt they will they will see his, uh, his work with Spartak. Once uh, a name for a foreign coach is being landed in Egypt, it will stay in Egypt, like it happens with Roman Diaz, uh, Sebastian Di Sabra, and the others. So uh, I guess it will happen uh, same with uh, Massimo Carrera. Okay, that is great. Listen, Esam, thank you so much. It's, you know, we're not going to leave it so long the next time till we speak because it's always great to have you on the show. Thank you so, so much and have a great evening. Same. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alan. Thank you. So, okay, that was Esla Magdi, the senior editor with philgold.com. Of course, uh, he is also he is also a biographer for Mr. Mo Salah. So, um, do we have a score update? Any, any update on the score in Spain? Yeah, um, actually, uh, Atletico Madrid player Bitola has scored one goal, so it's 1-0 for one nil Atletico, nil to Atletico Okay, yeah. so the only team who can actually make money from football <laughs> are one goal. <laughs> Spain. That's pretty decent. That is not so bad at all. Listen, in, in, we discussed this before, um, when actually we were all in the studio together with the, yeah. old, the old team, um, the thing with Mo Salah, uh, and he was supporting one of his teammates. Yeah, I remember. Um, I mean, look at Mo Salah as a man. I mean, he always just seems to be... Like very giving of himself and just a good person, um, but as Islam said, he's not a, a leader yet. Do you think that something maybe he's lacking something in his character that m- won't let him be a leader? Well, yeah, like the main characteristics I think, which is like a feeling for people or like trying to put himself on others' positions, trying to be like forgiving. Or I think that's the main main like char- char- characteristic for a leader. So I think he has that potential in the future. So I hope with like. Um, many, many, many people in the world will will be happy to see him as a captain of the national team of Egypt. I think so too. Yeah, I think the, the Egyptians will definitely like it, yeah. Okay, so that quiz, of course, that we're going to give away because you have now one more segment to do it. Uh, and we have also a little a poll we put up today that's going to earn fairly short to see who will win the Champions League uh, this coming year. Uh, we had uh, Man City, Liverpool and Barcelona or your own pick uh, who would win it so at the moment it was actually Liverpool were just edging into the lead okay so right now we're going to go to the break but before we do our question Cristiano Ronaldo of uh, Portuguese fame he plays for Juve that's Juventus or Real Madrid so is it Juventus A or Real Madrid okay so that's your choice we're going to go to the break right now um 
we're going to give you a little bit of time. We're going to give you a bit of a break to relax, to dance about a little bit as well. And we're going to have a bit of mercy on you. So this is Mercy and Duffy back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
героическое, волшебное, фантастически анимационное зрелище. Чувствуешь дрожь в коленках? Телеканал Фан. Добро пожаловать за границу реальности. Спрашивайте у вашего оператора платного телевидения. Для лиц старше 16 лет. Okay, we are being very, very careful when we come back on there to make sure the mics are, <laughs> are on or off or that we know that they're on and off so we don't uh, get ourselves into trouble with, uh, well, let's say league authorities and so on. So, before we go across to Toronto, to Mr. Alex B., um, do we have a score update from Spain? It's still, um, it's still 1-0 for Atletico Madrid. They're okay. still leading, yeah. Still 1-0, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, also the Serie A, the Italian uh, top flight, that came back into play this weekend as well. Um, we're going to have a full coverage of it next week because right now we kind of, we're thinking, oh, it's still early days there. And like, you know, we, we, we don't want to sort of like burn our bridges, shall we say. Um, one thing that did burn bridges uh, was that uh, AC Milan, they lost. So they lost 1-0 at Udinese up in the north. Yeah, I'm orienting myself northeast. Um, so that was, of course, uh, uh, earlier on today. A um, bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a disappointment for, for Racy Milan because they were, of course, the superstar team in Europe, but they just are completely, they're in a bad way right now. Okay. Um, also, that quiz question again. Cristiano Ronaldo, he plays for Juventus or Real Madrid. Okay, so A or B. And, of course, the prize that you will receive is a Team Russia GAA jersey, one of those ones that May won a couple of weeks ago. She's quite happy with it. So, uh, And actually, it was so good, her mom stole it from her. Wow. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. That, that, that just doesn't be a class. Okay, right. We are going over to Mr. Alex B. Alex, can you hear us loud and clear? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Listen. Okay, listen. Uh, I, I, I heard you were wandering off to Montreal last week. Uh, how did you find that out? Oh, I have my spies. I have my spies. <laughs> okay. The so listen. Cap- the, the capital of them spies that we're all known for. Exactly. We are everywhere. Every music festival in the world, we are there. Whether it's Romania or Her Belgium. capital of them spies. Exactly. So listen, uh, what have you got for us right now? Because I know there's one quarterback, uh, like a, a pro bowler from last year, shockingly retired. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, well, first I'd like to start off by saying that, you know, normally when I go on to the show, I have a, have a joke for fun. But today, I'm going right back and I'm going right into business because there's been some greasy, greasy stuff going on in the, in the world of sports. So, of course, Mr. Andrew Luck. Uh, now, this man, he just represented everything what America stood for. He, he had this. Alex, can you hear us? Okay, I was going to try and get him back on. We're having these, I think probably our spies are tracking him down over there. Uh, just a quick, a quick, this, this is uh, Andrew Luck, of course, who is the, uh, he, or he was uh, until yesterday. He was the uh, quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He was a guy who basically put the Colts into such a position that he would, uh, that they would actually have a run at the Super Bowl. Um, however, that just uh, didn't seem to happen. Um, Alex, so he, he retired uh, last night or yesterday. Yeah, yes, he did retire, but what if I told you that his own fans booed that man as soon as he retired? Are you see- that's, that's where I don't necessarily agree with what they're doing, because um, 
that man's been carrying the franchise. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with wanting to not play the sport anymore. Like we had with our good friend uh, Kawhi Leonard over here. He, he doesn't want to go home, man. Yeah, we've been, I, we've been pretty calm about it. So yeah, the Colts fans should have really uh, gave the man the respect he deserved. Yeah, I agree with that because I mean, he he also he he was carrying a lot of injuries. He's only 29 years of age, but um, yeah. I, I I read an interview with him from maybe about two years ago where he said that sometimes he finds it hard to get out of bed to put his feet on the ground because of the the injuries to his hips, his knees, his shoulder, the whole lot. Like he 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 struggles, and this is a young man, you know this. Put aside, put aside, as we've discussed before, concussion. Put aside brain damage. Just, you know, he's 29 years of age. He's done brilliant for the Colts. Um, do you think it's, it, it, it's kind of this American fandom that is just kind of a little bit poisonous? Uh, well, yeah, this is, this is definitely... Um, after, you know, if you put... That definitely hammers home that point because after, he, you know, he's put his body in the line for his whole career for the entertainment of uh, the Colts fans, so to speak. And uh, now when he when he chooses to no longer play, that's definitely not a... I don't really know much about the American fandom uh, and what it has to do with it, but like I do think that it's not, it's not a good look for it at all. It's not really something that we stand for. Okay, moving away from that kind of... Uh, well, the best of luck to Andrew Luck in his retirement. Um, I hope he does very, very oh, well I, for us. I, I, see, I see what you did there. Uh, it was by it was by accident this time. I'm not that clever to do such good things. Okay, so um, Conor McGregor was in the news as well, but uh, the, yes. the news actually took place in April. Yeah. So uh, the first thing I didn't really get a chance to speak on this as much last time, but uh, just like with Conor McGregor, not only is he doing this stuff, but Alan, you're a, you're a man of the pugilistic arts. The first the first thing they say when, when they walk into the gym is that you can't. But get in a fight with anybody outside of the club in a non-sparring match. If you do so, you're out of the club. So True. McGregor should know that of all people, being the phenomenal athlete that he is. But the one thing that was quite interesting in that video is that the same left jab that put down Jose Aldo and Eddie Alvarez and all those other great uh, middleweights, uh, flyweights, uh, lightweights, um, that man survived that punch, and he was just an old man. <laughs> yeah. Quite interesting. I mean, I, 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 sometimes you you do want to walk up and just if like if you're talking about like oh we're doing a great show on capital sports and someone goes nah not really you just want to smack them you do but of course I'm trained not to smack <laughs> yeah. people so um, and they, they, and because well, you know when they don't want to drink our capital FM whiskey that's also oh yeah that's it our branded whiskey yeah our our, our yeah. proper proper thirteen whiskey yeah <laughs> okay listen anything else um, live over there anything else that's interesting that caught your eye. Uh, well, the WNBA is now, there's stats that there's the average NBA player makes more than like an entire team and Steph Curry makes uh, three times as much as the entire WNBA. So now there's obviously that struggle of them wanting to get paid more, but the ratings aren't quite there. So it's the same old, same old story. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, equal, equal pay for equal play, but well, yeah, it's the same thing that we that we've been discussing for the past months. So. Yeah, exactly for the past. Yeah, <laughs> for, for 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 a long time. I mean, even like you know, any tennis players we spoke with, where we said like, do you feel they should get equal play with the men and so on and so forth? To say, well, we kind of do, but what's the point? Like, you know, yeah, like, well, you know, this is this is where they're conflicted because they want to maintain being a sports organization at the same time they're they're still a TV show at the end of the day. So. You want the ratings to be there, but at the same time, you kind of the right thing to do is to give everybody an equal chance. But here's just the 
That's the true. Ratings are so drastic in favor of the NBA that it's just ridiculous. Uh, so what I think they should do, it's not, it's not really going to be a good move by any means, but um, this is just, I, I thought of this a couple of days ago. So um, they should put the WNBA to be like prelims for NBA games. So people are going to show up earlier and they're going to pay a bit more. And with that extra money, they're going to make way more than they're making now. So because they're going to be say, having the same ratings as the NBA. So I think that's the only real reason, the oh, only real way to fix this problem. But you know, uh, those guys haven't thought about it yet. Listen, they, and, and they probably won't as well because they don't want the competing seasons and so on. But listen, I'll tell you something, that's a great idea. That's a very, very good idea. And you know, it actually, it, it, it works in other areas in other sports. They do it in like the English Premier League Women's League. They put on the women's games uh, before yeah. the men's. So, so it's definitely in like, you know, the UFC because there never was a women's division. And then when it appeared, now they're doing the... Now there's equal people like on the same card. So rather than having two different cards for just men and women. There you go. And I mean, the, the same thing with WWE. Okay, I know it's slightly different, but for wrestling, they have, yeah. you know, the women's champions like, you know, Becky Lynch is as well known as, actually, I don't know who the men's champion is right now. Who is the men's champion? I have no idea. There you <laughs> go. Well, you know it's Becky Lynch. Listen, Alex, you have a great week. Have fun and uh, we'll talk to you next oh, Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic week. You too. <laughs> Okay, that was Alex B. All the way from um, <laughs> from Toronto. Uh, I won't say where I got the information that he was at a music festival um, because I think he'd never forgive me. Now, we're going to get uh, Andy Mack on the line quite soon because, of course, you know, it's the G7 right now and Boris Johnson has gone cap in hand to the leaders of the world to try and get a few uh, trade deals before um, everything kicks off with Brexit. Uh, however, um, a little update as well on Syria because we've got a message in say, please... Uh, we know who he plays for, but just mention Syria because, of course, Juventus, they won. They won uh, last night, or yesterday, 1-0 away in Parma. Napoli, they won 4-3 away in Fiorentina. So, is that a sort of a foreboding thing that all the away teams are winning? No, because we said already that Udinese, they beat AC Milan 1-0. Now, there are other games, of course, they're kicking off, uh, well, just they were due to kick off at 9.45. So, Roma playing Genoa, Cagliari against Brescia, Hellas Verona, who were backed up like they are against Bologna, Sampdoria against Lazio, Spal, they are six minutes into the game with Atalanta, and Torino, they are at home against Sassuolo. Sassuolo, of course, are the... Well, they're the veritable B team for Juventus, okay? So, uh, yeah, so uh, we're just waiting now for, for Andy to come on the line. Um, before we do, uh, we do want to mention as well that there are tickets available for that Spartak uh, game this week. Uh, it is on Thursday evening, so get your tickets in and uh, get down to it. Okay, uh, one other little small issue that we meant to say well as well about Andrew Luck was that when he, he told the fans, he actually broke down in tears and he apologised uh, that he just physically couldn't continue on. Um, and a journalist basically said to him, look, we're, you know, we're proud of what you've done, but at the same time, why are you pulling out? Now, there were all these rumours floating around that it was because of some issues with his health, with you know, bands and so on and so forth. But, you know, as he said, like, it's the hardest, this decision was the hardest decision he's ever had to make in his life. So, there we go. Okay, we're going to go over to uh, Andy Mack right now, I think, Lazar. Is he ready to go? Okay, so we're going to go to um, Mr. Andy Mack. Andy, can you hear us? I can hear Okay, I'll speak up. I'll speak up as loud as I can. Um, listen, Andy, we mentioned already the uh, US Open is starting tomorrow. Who are you picking to take home at least a silver medal, let's say, a runners-up spot? And who, who do you reckon is going to be there at the end of it all? Um, I think 
you have to look at the form going into it, and the two ones that really do stand out for me from the Cincinnati uh, tournament. For the men's, uh, the Russian Medvedev, I think, should value each way. So he doesn't have to win it. You're just looking for him to get to closest to that final to reach some, some profit, some, some money back on your bet. And also Madison Keys. Uh, I mean, both of them. Medvedev obviously beat Djokovic. He's on the same side of the draw as Djokovic going into this tournament again. Uh, and Keys also beat some big players on her way to the final there in her win. So I think both of those are very, very good value, uh, but as an each way bet. So that's just in case they don't quite make it far, you're still going to be getting a little bit of, the, of your stake back. Listen, that 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 is a, that is a good call of it actually. Um, I, I'm actually I think that uh, Kasatkina could actually might pull off a bit of a shock because she's she's 40 in the world going up against Conta. So in the first round, would you think that she might have a chance against Joanna Conta? I mean, Conta's obviously uh, a very difficult one to read. Some tournaments, which she looks like she's she's. Uh, in a rich vein of form, confident, um, but then all of a sudden you're looking at a completely different player who looks like, you know, um, one shot goes wrong and the confidence falls apart entirely. And yeah, you, you just never know with her. Um, so yeah, definitely got a chance. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, so we, we looked at that. Um, that showdown between Sharapova and Williams, you think that finally, finally, Sharapova will, will, will get one over on uh, Williams? Um, I can't see it myself. But I, I, it was obviously very nice. Now coming towards the end of her career to kind of get that, get that off her record that she's never won against her. But I just can't see it. I think freshness coming into the tournament first round, and there'll be a little bit of pressure to make sure she gets out of that first round and into the next. I'd, yeah, I'd be avoiding um, tipping her up to do anything in that round. Okay, in, in that match. Um, okay, and we're going to uh, have a look at some tips before we uh, let you skate back to work. Um, what there's some big games, interesting games this week. Manchester United their way to Southampton, uh, Chelsea home to Sheffield United. Uh, you've got Man City at home to Brighton and Hove. You've got Newcastle home to Watford. Newcastle won today, and Watford are still winless. Um, Liverpool away to Burnley. So. What, like you know, what what are you looking at for a bit of value? Because was it the London Derby, Arsenal Spurs on Sunday, uh, kick off six thirty Moscow time? But where, where are you looking for a bit of value for our listeners? Um, I think the value there is probably in one of the games that you haven't mentioned, which is Crystal Palace coming off the back of a win at Old Trafford um, and are over even money at home. Um, I think that's incredible value. Now the confidence is up, and they've they've maybe got a little bit of a game plan working for them again. Um, also, I think there's value in the West Ham game. West Ham finally got a win and some goals and up against Norwich. And I think both teams to score there. Potentially a West Ham win and both teams to score. OK, that is fair enough. Um, looking across... We did very well last week, though. Say again? Last week we had... We did well last week. We had Liverpool and Arsenal, both teams to score. And Spartak, Moscow, both teams to score a win. Exactly. Uh, with the last one rolling on. Well, listen, listen, we're, 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 we're on fire at the moment. Um, okay, next uh, week uh, here in Russia, you've got Dinamo their way in Samara against Krylia Sovetov. Uh, Loco are home on Saturday, 4.30 kickoff against Rostov. Uh, that's the top of the table clash, of course, as we know. Siska are away in Tula against Arsenal on Sunday. That's also 4.30 kickoff. And at 7 o'clock on Sunday night, the huge, huge derby, the two capitals derby. You've got Spartak hosting Zenit. Any of those games catch your eye? Anything that uh, you think our, 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 our listeners should be putting some money on? 
Well, I think um, the the bookmakers are starting to catch on to locomotives at the moment, so there's not really that much value when they're playing at home. Um, I think Dinamo are looking very good at the moment, and there's a certain man, I think, uh, on a goal bonus, Maximilian Philippe for Dinamo, who scored two in two. I'd maybe be looking at him to score any time and maybe a Dinamo win away there. Uh, and I think you've kind of got to go with Spartak at the moment, considering what uh, what's happening at Zenit. Um, confidence is high. Obviously, they've got a tricky tricky game midweek, so I'd be waiting to see what happens in their Europa League uh, qualifier against Braga before having a look at the, the Zenit game just in case of injuries or uh, similar. Likewise, that might change up their squad in a way that uh, would, would leave them vulnerable defensively. Okay, listen. Um, for for Celtic, um, you are looking to to follow Krasnodar into the, the Europa League group stage, aren't you? Yeah, in a good position, I think. Um, Celtic probably should have beaten AIK by more than two, but two 0 is a good lead to take away. And if you score that all important away goal, it means the other team are looking at having to score three past you, and you can then shut up shop. Um, so I think both. Both teams, well, Krasnodar, I think, are a guaranteed a spot. Um, I can't see them scoring scoring four or five past Olympiacos, although Olympiacos have been very good at home and quite average away from home in their qualifiers for the Champions League so far. It, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a mountain that I think even Krasnodar can't, can't do a Porto all over again. Okay, listen, Andy, thank you very, very much. We're going to come back to you next week. Hopefully, you'll be here with us in the studio. So, have a good night there, uh, Cover and Bojo and uh, DJT. And you guys. Thanks, Andy. Okay. Uh, quick, we mentioned the uh, the Mayor's Cup, of course. Vityaz Podolsk, uh, Moscow region, they beat the reigning uh, KHL champion, Siska Moscow, 5 0. That was yesterday. That was uh, Siska, they had won. Uh, they actually won their first game 5-2 over Spartak and they lose 5-0 five, five against Vitez that, that continues tomorrow uh, out at the Mega Sport Arena ok quick update on the score yeah yeah. Uh, it finished 1-0 to Atletico Madrid ok so, good yeah. good score for, ok uh, right folks uh, the winner of course uh, is Andre and Andre you're going to get that jersey uh, delivered to you of course I will do because I've got your name and address now as well and uh, so well done on that the answer of course is uh, Juventus so Okay, so thank you very, very much to this evening, Double N. Thank you for having me. Okay, so and we're going to go off into the Moscow night. It's plus 18 here in Moscow. It's nice and warm, nice and mild, so we'll go for a little bit of a walk. We're going to go away with something that was a very, very summery kind of song. You'll enjoy it. So this is Noah and the Whale, and five years' time. We'll be